who's coming on the podcast today? First yeah. of all, we're recording. Sherrod and um, your friend Diana Taylor that you were invited. And Where is she? She's not here yet because we're going to get some alone time with Sherrod. Oh, thank okay. you. Okay, well, I love Sherrod, even though he dissed the comedy seller on Instagram. Are we started? Okay, do the introduction. Do the intro. Like, let him introduce you. Go ahead. Uh, I do an intro. Sherrod's going to knock your socks off. Here we go. This is the man who needs an introduction. This is live from the table, the official podcast of New York's world famous comedy seller, coming at you on Sirius XM 99 Raw Dog. And on the Laugh Button Podcast Network, we have with us today, this is Dan Natterman, of course. Uh, Noam Dorman is here, as always, the owner of the comedy seller, Perial Ashen Brand, and our dear friend, who has not joined us for a while, Mr. Sherrod Small. Yes! Writer, actor, producer, radio personality, all-around performer, uh, a veteran of numerous TV appearances, and host of the popular podcast, Race Wars. Welcome, Sherrod, to our program. Thank you, Natty. Yes, Natto. I promised you an introduction, and I delivered. I mean, you delivered, man. That was a spin move, a shake, and a dunk. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I aspire to. Um, we would like to uh, get into, uh, well, there's so much going on in the world of comedy. There's the Patrice documentary that recently yes. on Comedy Central. And, of course, there's a, the controversy regarding Michael Shea and a joke that he made on SNL. No, and where should we go first? Up to you, to Patrice. No, Fine. no, he barely knew Patrice. Patrice, Patrice. <laughs> well, but, okay, let's just to review. Patrice O'Neill was a beloved comic who died about 10 years ago. Yes, and we love him. There was a Comedy Central documentary all about him. I will admit to not have, having been close to uh, Patrice, but always enjoyed By the way, that broke his heart. You may not know that. It did break his heart. That funeral thing you said was funny as hell, though. Oh, true, and I've said that on the show before. What I said, what I said was, is that I didn't go to Patrice's. I wanted to go to Patrice's funeral because it's the funeral of a, you know, a comedian funeral is always going to be interesting, and there's going to be famous people there. And they're going to say interesting things, but I just didn't feel it was. I didn't know the guy that well, and I just imagined Patrice looking down and saying, "Matter, what are he doing here?" <laughs> well, I, I, I didn't go for that reason. I felt out of respect. Out of respect, I didn't go. That's why I had to call the Comedy Cellar and Comedy Central out because they know they barely tolerated Patrice when he was alive. Hold on a second. Why are you calling the Comedy Cellar out? What, what did I have to do? I didn't do that documentary. No, he was barely there in those days. He was still uh, Mr. Hold Captain on a second. Law. One thing at a time. I'll get to that and I agree with you. But I had nothing to do with the documentary. I oh, no, that was the documentary. The documentary was great. I thought it was great. I just thought more black people should have been in it. But I thought it was good. But what do you mean? But how can you call the comedy seller out for? We didn't put ourselves in the documentary. They put. I us know, in but there. somebody had to mention it, and why not me? From all the sidelines. So, so the truth is that that um that we had, we had a difficult uh, time with Patrice for a number of reasons. But I'll start at the end first. Patrice and I uh, had a nice relationship toward the end, but he was already kind of hitting it big, and he wasn't really interested in doing clubs at that time. I don't know if you remember the last year or two. He really didn't do much. Uh, but it wasn't just about performing on the stage. I remember in the last years, Patrice would just drive up in his truck and not even come inside because he thought he wasn't treated right in there. No, no, but at the very he end, he did, start, he, he, did, he did start coming inside. I, I um, had a conversation with him. It was, one of those, it was one of those Opie and Anthony shows that he destroyed. I don't know if you remember there. Uh -huh. And I had a chance, and I, and I told him. I mean, the thing was that he had a thing with my father because he was, uh, he was extremely nasty to my father. For, not nasty is the wrong word. He was trying to be funny, but he, but he uh, humiliated my father in front of a lot of people. <laughs> and um, and uh, that, was, that was, you know, that, that really 
That pissed but, SD Patrice, off. But everybody knows this about Patrice. He only humiliated the people he loved. No, no. I was sorry. You know, he, he, that actually was unforgivable to SD. Not My father, although it bothered him, he knew enough to just let it go, no matter how much it bothered him. It made him one of us. Yeah. It made him one of us. But it really bothered him. But yeah, but SD, <laughs> but SD never forgave him. But 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 really, <laughs> but really, Sherrod, more importantly than that, um, without any regard to Patrice's uh, formidable talents and um, you know all the all the uh, things he had going for him. He was a very erratic, dangerous act who was capable of, of uh, just torching the room. He threw a chair one time. He, he'd be, um, he would just you know, take a flamethrower to the show. And, no. Um, you know, no. I, I was I, there when yeah. Kevin Brennan and Greg, I broke up the Kevin Brennan, Greg Rogel fight in the hallway. That those are, those are, over. First of all, those are white they people. They still had spots <laughs> the next week. Yeah, they were white. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking week. about, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, um, to, I don't care if Patrice had fights, obviously. I'm talking about. I fights. I'm talking about um, to the audience. I'm talking about doing a. You know, he would he would literally go off on the audience um, if he felt like it. He didn't give a shit, and it was very, it, it was disrespectful. I mean, this is they brought this out in the documentary. I mean, I'm not the only person to say this. It doesn't mean I didn't like the guy, but he had a thing where he he just if he felt like it. He would just trash the place. I don't but know I think when Patrice did it, it was always out of something that was pr pretty honest. I think yes, I've of course it was honest. I've seen yeah. other comedians do it just out of anger. Yeah, but Sharon, I'm going to tell you something you don't know about Jewish people. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> We're in business to make money, <laughs> and and it was it was it was difficult because in the end the customers came for us. I don't mean Patrice was banned or anything, but it was just you know like it, it was difficult with him because you didn't know what what could happen that would be damaging to the business and and um but that's where it was and that, that got better over the years and as i said i it ended nicely with him and but you're right we were not his home club i think he liked to hang out in the olive tree but we we had a rocky relationship with him if they had interviewed me i would have said exactly that you know me i wouldn't have ever pretended i kept it 100 though didn't i i kept it 100 on instagram but you, you did <laughs> Can I just uh, Go ahead, yeah. relate my, I don't have many memories of Patrice at the Comedy Cellar, because as you said, it wasn't his home club. Um, but one memory I do have is, and there was a waitress, I forgot her name, let's say it was Amy. It wasn't, but let's say it was. And she was, she was wearing a belly shirt and her flab was coming out from under the shirt. And Patrice was sitting at the comedy table and he goes, Amy got, Amy got a belly. And, it, and it's, it's, you know what, it's turning me on. <laughs> I don't know what it is. That belly is turning me on. And we were all laughing, of course, including the waitress in question, who I've named Amy. But anyway, that's my, uh, my Patrice memory. He, he was real. He was kept <laughs> keeping it real. <laughs> but um, I mean, when Patrice felt like it, he would destroy, you know? Yes. I mean, this yeah. guy, this guy, but he didn't care sometimes, a lot of the time, I mean, you know? But even he, him care, not caring, I think, was some of the greatest sets of all time. No, <laughs> I, I disagree. No, they could. Some of them could have been, but other times he'd be, he would. It would be, um, you know, belligerent. We know because that. he was one of those guys who were really. He was really in the moment. So if yeah. he thought he struck a nerve, he was going to go to that nerve. He wasn't going to avoid it or do some hat joke and say, "Hey, the waitstaff, uh, tip him." He ain't going to do that dumb shit. He was going to go and stay on that nerve, and it made people uncomfortable. I get that. 
Oh, no, by the way, no, by the way, that's one of his pet peeves. He hates when comics say tip the waitstaff. Yeah. <laughs> the, only, the only thing worse than tip the waitstaff is support live. Thank you for supporting live comedy. <laughs> it's like we're charity cases. You know, yeah, like we make a wish, kids. Yeah. No, you come here if you want to come here. If you don't want to come here, do not come. <laughs> do not support live comedy because we need money. Support it because you want to support it. We're you know. Speaking of live comedy, I just finished a show, the three p.m. show at the Comedy Cellar tonight. Oh, the Mint Show is the Black History Month special. Show. I did the Mint Show. I did a whole bunch of Black History jokes. Damn, you'd be proud of me. Well, I certainly would be because if you don't know your history, you don't know where you're going. You and... don't know where you're going. I had to bring up Crispin's addicts. He was just—he's more than just a black dude who got shot. Although he, he had a whole there. life. <laughs> well, he was the first person or the first. He, he was shot man. at Lexington and Concord, right? No, he was shot at Boston, oh, no, like uh, Boston, Boston Massacre. Boston Massacre. Right in front of the State Building, but he was half. Uh, African-American, and he was half Native. His mother was a Native. When he, uh, he, uh, he escaped, uh, like, 27, he ran away, joined, uh, he became a whaler. He was uh, one of, a whaler, and uh, he worked on trade boats. Because a whaler was the only uh, uh, occupation in the colonies where black man wasn't judged for being black. You was only judged by your experience and your time there. So a lot of, you know, ex-slaves and runaways and free uh, blacks did, uh, was whalers. If you could throw a harpoon, they don't care what color you are. Yeah, that's how, that's how much the white man scared him, that he would rather kill the biggest beast that was ever on the planet with a stick and a spear than deal with Whitey and his aggression. Why, Whitey is a bit much. Well, Whitey's a bit much. Well, he, the big whale's the other Whitey, you know? That's right. That's right. Moby Dick? Yes, he was. Um, yeah, and of course, Moby Dick, remember Queequeg, who I don't know if he was black or native or whatever he was, but anyway, I don't want to get too, too, too into literature here. But um, Chris McAddicks, uh, we remember him today. Yes, and he was shot. And they say in the paper, first of all, for when he ran away, they didn't say a runaway African slave. They said uh, a mulatto fellow. That's how they described him. Mulatto. A mulatto fellow. And, uh, well, that, was, that was an acceptable yeah. word. That was an acceptable word until very recently. Mulatto was never. Yeah, but that's how they mostly describe uh, uh, children between natives and Africans as mulattoes. I and see. Plus, you know. <clears throat> But yeah, then he was, how did, uh, it, how did the show, who else was on the show? Uh, show? It was all it was an all African American show. Yeah, it was all the blacks and the blacks. That's how they did it. <laughs> it was uh, who else was on the show? Seton Smith was on the show, and Artie Fuqua, and Tony Woods, and Monroe Martin, and all that black seller. You know, like there's black Twitter. Yeah, they called the barbecue night. This comedy cell. <laughs> was it was it a good show? It was a great show, great show. Uh, Mustafa was happy. It was Mustafa's show with Mint Comedy, so he was happy, and everything went great. Oh, I'm glad. Yes. I like how you stay in the way, though. Uh, just in case charges come through from Cuomo, no, I've never been around. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind, I know. <laughs> well, no, it, look, it's not my show, and, um, and I... <laughs> Uh, and you're right. I didn't. I didn't want to be uh, involved. I mean, there's this. They're, they're allowed to do it because you're allowed to do live uh, um, uh, broadcasting, whatever it is, whatever the whatever the law is. If they so, test everybody, so yeah, everybody got tested. I still got my green band on. Everybody so I had. I, I had them. I had their lawyer. They got a, a, a hotshot lawyer who went through the whole thing with me and why it was legal. Jewish. And um, I said, well, okay, fine. Jewish they can lawyer. use they, Jew, of course. Oh, and uh, <laughs> and uh, then I and I, I let them have the room for. I'm not involved in the the. I don't make any money or anything. I'm not involved. In <laughs> like how you separate yourself even more from. 
I do not. You, that's exactly. I don't want any part you of that. You have to create an LLC just to do. <laughs> you do benefit, I guess, from some publicity, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 the truth is, I just don't. Know, I, I I love Mustafa, and I don't want to say no. Yeah. Uh, uh, but that's it. But they ran it tight, though. It was a tight ship. Everybody got tested at at the beginning. That kept you in a little waiting area before you got to mingle again with everybody else. But I don't like stuff stuck on my nose. I don't like anything stuck that deep up my nose unless it's a Coke straw. Oh, Sherrod. Come on. Uh, have you gotten the vaccine, Sherrod? Uh, no, I didn't get the vaccine yet. You are, know you going to, are, you, are, you, are you going to? Uh, when I go, I'm going where all the white people go. I'm not going to the Harlem truck. No, in all seriousness, <laughs> in, in all seriousness, though, do you, do you have any misgivings about the vaccine? Because that's nah. a big issue. No, you don't. No, you know, yeah. I, you know, I might tease it and bring up the skeegee every day. If it's any consolation, the guy that, if this helps at all in terms of the black community's uh, trust in the vaccine, it was, it was invented by a Turkish guy. Not, yeah, not, Turkish not, not really a white guy, per se. So I don't know if that Holy helps. Holy shit, I, now you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> Why wasn't it? Moderna, I believe, that... <laughs> Elizabeth, it's the big one. <laughs> Pfizer. <with> the... <laughs> I heard it came in a falafel. <laughs> Stuxnet. Stuxnet. Now oh, okay. sure I should have got more. So, so um, I do want to get to uh, Che at some point. I don't know how we want. I only and I only bring it up because that anti-Semite. <laughs> I also want to talk about Mike Pesco. You know, who's a friend of our friend of this show, a friend of mine, uh, got fired at Slate or indefinitely suspended at Slate for so Shira and I were arguing not arguing about this actually I think Shira kind of agreed with me about this this guy at the time, no this a couple weeks ago this guy at the times McNeil got fired for saying the n-word when someone had asked him a question with the where they said the n-word to him and he repeated it back in the question and they fired him for that and um which you know uh I disagree with it. I think I think Sharad even disagreed with. It. So yes, it's silly. Yeah. It's silly. Yeah. So well, then, so then, but now it gets worse. So now this, so Mike Pesca, who let me tell you about Mike Pesca, he is a clearly left of center. I, I don't think he's far left at all, but he's a very, very mainstream Democrat. He is doesn't share any positions with me on any of the conservative nutty things that I believe. Whatever it is, I mean, this guy is a. Um, He's a tr try. He 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 moderates uh, democratic debates. That he's during okay. yeah. Um, he went on a Slack channel apparently at Slate where he works. He does a podcast there called The Gist. He did for like seven years. Very popular podcast and respected podcast. And he said he thought essentially that what happened to McNeil was unfair and that people ought to be able to say the word when they're referring to it or quoting it or discussing it. I I I'm I'm not. I'm putting words in his mouth. You can read online what's there. And they fired him for that. He didn't even say <laughs> the word. They fired him for the wow. opinion. They fired him for the That's fucking ridiculous. opinion. And it's come to that. Who fired him? Other white people. Yeah, well, well somebody black did complain. Um, but uh, I'm sure it was mostly white people. What black person complained about that? That he's, why would that? That's just dumb. And I, and I, and when I you can't you, even bring up the word, or you can't even say somebody else has the right to say the word when they're discussing the word. That's when we get out of control. It's like we talk about malice when you throw this word around, not just saying it. Sharon, could I, on a related I, note, I, ask wait, you? Wait, wait. 
Can I can I finish one more thing, or, you, or, or let me just say, bring it up now. Because we have we have the uh, Diana Taylor coming, so we don't okay. have all the time in the world. Well, I just want to say the one thing about this comment. I want to give it to Sherrod. So the the black guy at, who um was in the story at Slate said the following. Wait, is this maybe I maybe I misread it? I'm not sure this is the black the black person. I think it is though. He says I feel outraged. A Slate staffer told me about Pesca's participation in the conversation. I can't believe I had to watch him enthusiastically provoke people on whether or not it's appropriate to use a, a racist slur. Uh, another state slavered anger. Where, where is the small, well, Jesus Christ, I got, I, I got the wrong quote here. Uh, but that was the white guy. Race wars, by the way. They, have, they run a tight ship over there. We run a tighter ship than this. <laughs> one second, one second, one yeah, second. Please come more prepared to the show next time. Please, no, come to rehearsal. All right, well, whatever. Anyway, he said that, it was a small ask to not have to, to just to have, oh, here, he says, extremely, he says, okay, this is it. John Anderson, a black staff member at Slade who hosted the third season of the podcast, Slow Burn Disagreed. He says, for black employees, it's an extremely small ask to not hear that particular slur and not have to debate about whether it's okay for white employees to use that particular slur. And this, and, and everybody was also, well, yeah, it is a small ask. And I'm like, wait, to not have to uh, hear somebody use call you that or whatever that is a, that is obviously a small ass nobody nobody should have to uh, hear the word but if you're a journalist i think it's a very big ask to not have to hear other journalists debate what was one of the top stories in the country about a, a reporter at the new york times who got fired for for using the word and by the way the new york times quotes the words in its article uh, slate right. quotes the word in its article Ta-Nehisi Coates. Ta-Nehisi Coates believes it's okay for white people to quote the word. John McWhorter in the Atlantic wrote that. It, so it's a, it's a it is a debate which people of all colors are on all sides. You're a journalist, and I'm like, yeah, I think it's a very. I don't think it, I think it's a it's a huge ask to think that because you have an opinion about it, the entire newsroom has to shut down and not discuss it. Nobody's saying the word. They're just talking about right. what happened. Silly. It's silly shit. Treating everybody like we're in kindergarten. It's like that's, we're adults. We can hear the word and know that you're just talking about the word, but not using the word. It's like yeah. everything's not that simple. Like, but that's how we caught up in. It's more liberal shit like that, liberal left shit that get them fired. Gerard, it's a shame happy, that you lost his job for that. I'm happy to hear you say that, Sean, because you know my whole life, yours too. Where you're, I'm only a little bit older than you. Well, you know, people, people, people of very bona fide, you know, left wing credentials would use the word. Randy Newman, you know the Randy Newman, the guy who does the Disney songs? Oh, yeah. He had a famous song where he was, was making fun of Lester Maddox in Louisiana. He says, keep in the N-words, but he said it out, down, you know, and he was singing in character. Yeah, and he, he was, was, going, he was lauded for this. Him. Right, but, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, like we got to go on. We're so Again, we on. Now and act like we don't know the difference. Yeah. I, I don't use the word. I don't, I don't even quote the word anymore. I mean, I, yeah, but there was, I have a quick advice. Go ahead. But I just real quick before we get into Michael Che, I wrote a book and in the book is a, is, is a character who is black and a comedian and uses that word. And right. in the book I write, I use N asterisk, asterisk, asterisk instead of the actual N word. You're definitely right. going to get canceled. a six-letter word, but go ahead. Well, whatever I use. I use N in a series of asterisks. Yeah. Right. Is even that going to get me into trouble? No. Sure. White, 
But you got people nowadays going back into Tom Sawyer and taking out nigga Joe. And Sherrod, uh, you, know, you, know you know something about me that almost nobody knows. And I'm going to virtue signal for a second here because you happen to know about it. Do you remember when I got invited to do a show on, on Kumia's network that time? And I went and watched the show and they were doing some humor that, that, I, that, I, that, that disturbed me. And I didn't want to go do that. You remember that? Yeah, and you, to, you told me to go ahead and do it. I remember, not Kumi's show, it was Bill Schultz's show. And Bill Schultz is Bill's not show. doing yeah, that Bill's kind of show. Right. Because Bill's so show I, is different than what the network yeah. seems to tend to be. I'm just trying to make the point that a lot of comedians were doing that show. All those shows in his network. And I'm saying, like, I, I think it... I'm, I don't have like tolerance for that kind of stuff. I just Neither think I just think it's night and day when people in good faith are discussing. It's like saying I don't want to see a swastika ever again. I don't care. I don't care why. I don't care if it's a if it's a documentary about Nazi Germany. It's painful. I don't want to see a swastika ever again. Well, no. I mean, you know, and and even survivors of the camps yeah. wouldn't wouldn't be given that courtesy. And I'm sure it goes through them like a knife to see it, but they would have to understand, well, yes, but. But a lot of them would want it to be seen so it never happen again. It's like, if we bury yeah. all these things, what's stopping it from popping back up? I because disagree. I think the more like you it never happened or it was never there. Yeah. I think anyway. I never believed in this. If people see it, then it won't happen again. I think if anything, people see it, they get an idea like, hmm, that's interesting. That can happen too. Yeah, we can do They make that. it too sexy. You know, I, I, to be very clear. They away with it. Maybe we can pull it off. <laughs> to be, Here's to be what very, they did wrong. <laughs> I, I want to be very clear so I don't get in trouble. I, I recognize, I concede that the rules have changed. Yeah. I, do not, I do not quote it anymore because to do so would be, I think, defiant. And, and I'm, I'm not looking to be defiant on this. I'm, I, will, I will obey the, rule, the rules of polite company. Right. And I know what they are now. They're not what they were 10 years ago, but they are what they are now. So I, I am not saying that I want to go. I, I, not, I don't miss my opportunity to quote the word. It's not, it's not that at all. It's you can just, still stand in a house by yourself now. They don't between, that between me and you. But, but, but it's very painful to see good people, people yeah. with families, people with jobs, losing everything with a stigma attached to it to boot. Slime, a slime that, yeah. it's not like they just lost a job and go work somewhere else. Because they were simply trying to discuss something because they were on the right on the right side of of the issue you know they just they just said something and they repeated it back and now finished and now it's even worse now a guy who just says i didn't think that was right that that happened to that guy now he's finished this is well, not you america understand, this is white shit this is white on white crime this ain't got nothing to do with black people yeah. ain't no black person get this person fired this is white guilt and white people who's being like this. I'm not like him, so I'm gonna fire him. So now y'all know I'm like like that. Sherrod, get this guy Joel Anderson who said this uh, on your on your Race Wars podcast. Oh yeah, I bring him on definitely. If you He's right up our alley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll send you the name. I mean, I'd love to be on it, but I, if I can't be on it, I just sit there and watch too. I'm very interested to yeah, hear. Yeah, have you on with a Joel Anderson, huh? And he's exactly. the one who got initially fired, or he's the one who got secondary fired. No, he Joel and no Joel Anderson is the guy who said that it's a small ask. He's he's the he's the African American oh. gentleman who said it's a small ask. Um, but uh, I don't want to be on it actually because I don't want to. It, it's unbecoming for me to debate him. I can debate you because we we know each other all this time, but it it, it wouldn't look right. But uh, um, I am I I am interested in hearing you talk to him. Yeah, I want to talk to him. Sounds well. Yeah, sounds like a good talk. 
I mean, that's what we solve things, huh? Michael Che, Michael Che, go ahead, Dan. Good lead, and I'll just give okay, a brief introduction. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, and everybody knows, but in case you don't, Michael Che, SNL uh, news anchor of Weekend Update on SNL, also head writer at SNL, also a black man, made the following joke. Uh, Israel, on Weekend Update, Israel has announced that they have vaccinated 50% of their population. I'm guessing, oops, I'm sorry, Israel has announced they have vaccinated half of their population. I'm guessing it was the Jewish half. The implication <laughs> being that Israel is prioritizing Jews over non-Jews, creating a scandal. People say this is, uh, this is anti-Semitism. It is, uh, it is factually incorrect because Israel indeed has vaccinated all citizens regardless of uh, religion or uh, ethnic group or whatever. <laughs> it is in fact Palestinian Arabs from the territories that aren't getting vaccinated, but they made an agreement with Israel that they would be in charge of their own health system. So, uh, Mike, it, people have gone as far as calling for Michael Jay's, uh, Mike, Michael Chase rather, uh, firing, or at least that he should apologize. Others have just said that SNL should apologize and that various people had various opinions. But anyway, most comics are defending Michael Che, including myself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, although- I don't think that, first of all, it's a joke about, it, it's really a joke about any underserved community in any country. So it could have been about African-Americans in America. It's not really anti-Semitic. It could have been about any underserved community during the pandemic in any country. That's first of all, that's the joke. Right. That's the joke. He's saying like Israel, America got 50% of, I bet it, I know probably the white half. Yes, that's, that would have been an equivalent joke. The only counterpoint I would make to that is is there are so many people out there willing to, it's, and we go through, we, we, we uh, this point comes up oftentimes, is like, um, you might say something completely that's without meaning to be racist, but it might encourage racists to be racist. So yeah. the argument being is that it might, this might encourage people that already feel a certain way about Israel or, and or Jews to, to misinterpret or to, to, to run with it, if you will, and say that- If, if, that, all, those, if all those clips of the Hasids without masks on <laughs> cutting each other in the middle of COVID didn't encourage you to be anti-Semitic, this might put them over the top, Sherrod. What do you think? I mean, can, it be, can you say <laughs> the same about how they used to say about music, how music caused this young teenager to kill somebody? Or the music did this? It's like, what, is going to influence, what, hatred? So, so, so let me say, I, I think I'm, I'm considered credible with our audience on issues uh, Jews. I'm, I'm like a poster child for Ilhan Omar's uh, dual loyalty uh, Jew, right? So, I mean, I, my, heart, my heart is very much uh, um, uh, sympathetic to Israel. Yes. So, so let me say, Michael Che, who I know very well, is not even slightly, not oh. possible, not one ounce oh. of blood anti-Semitic. No, that may be, but no. you, how well do you really know Michael Che? He comes by. I mean, I agree that he's not, but I don't think he knows. I know well. I don't no, no, I, I, I don't. I think I mean, Noam is more anti-Semitic than Michael Che. <laughs> let me say, let me say how well I know him. To, to not, I don't try to pretend like we're buddies. I've spent, I think, two different times had long conversations in the olive tree about the world and issues and whatever it is, where we all said stuff which um, we wouldn't want, you know, re re repeated. Very, very. I shouldn't put it that way. We all said stuff very, very honest to each other, you know. Right. And I, and I feel like I know very well where he's coming from on um, issues of the world. I think, I, think I, I know that very well. And I also know his spirit. And yeah. cl cl clearly he's not anti-Semitic. Um, what's that? 
Not at all. Uh, no. Not at all anti-Semitic. So now there is a there is a reality you zoom out, and there's a reality which lends itself to a simplistic joke, which is that it's true. The the the, the Israel is getting the is getting vaccinated, and the and the Arabs in the occupied territories are not. And people don't know all the details. Well, actually, Israel has a lot of Arabs as well. And obviously, and I looked, I did a lot of research on it today, and Dan is right, in the Oslo- Stop ruining a joke with facts. No, no. Oh, wait, what I'm gonna say, what I'm, that's what I'm saying is that you can't expect people to, to go through all this thing and, and know everything about the, 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 what's going on there. The, 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 the broad contours of the joke are correct which is that the Jews are getting, and that's, you know, it's, it is painful. I, I can't lie. It is painful as a Jew, as an Israeli, to hear the joke because I know that people take that almost as the news, that in that way, you know, they, they don't really, like I said, they don't hear much more. They hear a and joke, plus, they see a headline. And plus, as a Jew and an Israeli, you remember a time when it would have been like that. So... It's well, still a funny I'm, thing. I'm just saying, you know, people are so uninformed, and 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 so and I, I hate, I hate to, I hate to see that misinformation pass into the general public, even a little I bit. It, I, but if I, you got, if you getting your news from Weekend Update, you're an idiot already. You're stupid as fuck. If that's when you get your news, like it's time to learn what happened this week, you're dumb. But if that, that idea of, of policing jokes and saying he's anti-Semitic. You know, they, they go too far. They you, you criticize SNL, you know, if you want, for a, a joke which, so. um, which, which think... was based on incorrect facts, let's say. You don't have I... to call it anti-Semitic. Right. Since, when, since when are we criticizing jokes based on facts or incorrect facts or whatever? It's like it was fucking funny. Like, it, it was a joke and it was funny and... You know, people got offended because it touched a nerve. Right. And maybe they nerve. should be yeah, maybe they should be looking at that instead and give instead of giving Michael Chase shit for making a fucking joke. Well, why did you I didn't find it I can't I can't I can't lie. I'm not the audience for that joke. I didn't find it funny. I mean okay, I, well, I, I'm Israeli. I know I, I can't I'm not I don't I hope you understand what I mean by saying that I, I, I like can't help video. myself. I know I know it's I know it's constructed as a funny joke. It's just that I'm the target of it, in a sense, and it, I'm like, Ugh, you know, like, like it hurt a little bit. It's like you told a really funny joke about how ugly I am. I, yeah, I get it, but you know, I'm the one you're calling ugly, so you know, I, I can't, I can't pretend. Well, you can do I, that same joke in any country about Serbs or fucking yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, <laughs> any I, Serb community I like fit that in and fit a country in, and that's the joke. And yes, abs absolutely right. They're gonna do with Jews. Absolutely. That's true, except that it was about Jews. And as, I mean, I'm also the target of it. And I did think it was funny. Yeah, you I don't mean, love Israel. You don't love Israel. Yeah. Oh, here we go. End fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, you said you were Jewish and Israeli. I, 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 you kind of lost me there. I, you were neither born in Israel, nor do you hold Israeli citizenship. You speak two words of Hebrew, and you don't like falafel. Call them out. First of all, falafel is cultural appropriation. It's Arabic food. But but uh, uh, second of all, both my parents are Israeli. Yeah, I, I, I spent I spent I, I spent a lot of time in Israel, and I and the only reason I don't have an Israeli citizenship is because I don't want it because it's a hassle going in and out of the country. But they tried more than once when I traveled there. I guess it depends on your definition. My parents are both Canadian, and I see the maple leaf does nothing for me. 
<laughs> I am old, but I, I grew up steeped in. in no one would be considered Israeli by Israelis. I mean, any Jew could be Israeli tomorrow. Just no, 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 no. I, I grew up. I, my father ran an Israeli nightclub. I, I, I my, my, my grandparents all retired to Israel for Christ's sake. I mean, the fact that you ran an Israeli nightclub is less relevant than the fact that well, playing Israeli music. I'm saying everything. Are, the olive tree serves Israeli food. That's all, all my grandparents live in Israel. Or yeah, did that's, that's why you're Israeli. But that, let's not get too sidetracked. The, fa no. the fact is, is you just made my point, though, which is that you didn't think it was funny. You're the target. I'm also the target. And I thought it was hilarious. That having been said, it stings a little bit because we know that there's some fucking truth to it. But you can't <laughs> get mad at Michael Che for that. Well, well, okay. So I th I understand. I think the joke is I think the joke is funny, but yeah, it it stung. I don't know. Well, why why would people get more mad at Michael Che and not at Lauren Michaels? Like he's asleep behind the wheel. He hears all these jokes. He's Jewish. Why don't you get mad at the fact he's Canadian. that he's getting vaccinated? <laughs> That's who you should be mad at. Mad at what? Why aren't why get mad at Lauren Michael or Michael Che? Why aren't we mad at the fact that these people aren't getting vaccinated? Well, Perriel, that's that's where you're gonna have to. Be, I mean, we, I don't want to get into it. Number one, there's not enough vaccine to go around, right? <laughs> no, no, no. So, so the Jews no, so, definitely need to get it first. No, no. What I'm saying is that so, so it's not as if it's not as if it's not as if it were possible. What I'm saying. Look, it's not, it's not enough, everybody. If your name starts with Greenberg. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's let's be, let's get this right now. What I'm saying is that when there's not enough parachutes to go around, you have you have a different you have a difficult ethical problem. Everybody who is a citizen of Israel, Arab or Israeli, is getting the vaccine. No, I was being. I was. So Gaza. This is some of this is important to think about. Gaza. Right. Uh, Israel withdrew from Gaza. It is not occupied territory anymore. Although people will say that it's a, surrounded. There's, there's a blockade, but the blockade also <laughs> comes from from Egypt. But also there's a blockade because there's weapons and everything coming out. Now th yeah. the West Bank. The West Bank is clearly. Um, occupied territory, but I actually have it here. It says uh, here, this is from the Oslo Accords, powers and responsibilities in the sphere of health in the West Bank and Gaza Strip will be transferred. This is an exact quote from the agreement they both signed, will be transferred to the Palestinian side, including the health insurance system. The Palestinian side shall continue to apply the present standards of vaccination of Palestinians and shall improve them according Accordingly to international accepted standards in the field. So that's the agreement. Who signed it? Jared Kushner? <laughs> so that's, Yasser Arafat signed that. Now there is there is also an article it. about there's also an article about the um, Geneva Convention, which people think could supersede the Oslo Accords. But in the Geneva Convention, it says there can be no question of making the occupying power alone responsible for the whole burden of organizing hospitals and taking measures to control epidemics. The task above uh, all, one for competent service of um but it's possible, it's possible that national authorities will perfectly well be able to look after the health of a population. In such case, the occupying power will not have to intervene. But how can the national power be able to do that when they can't even fly things in and out of the country? No, no, that's in, in, in the West Bank, they can fly things out. The fact is that they are now getting the vaccine. They are, the, if you read about it, the, 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 PL, the Palestinian Authority is buying the vaccine elsewhere, number one. Number two, by you know, in, in in tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of doses. Number two, Recently. number two, the Arab world. Let's not pretend otherwise. Is sparsely populated and filthy rich, and filthy rich. 
And there's no, I mean, there, there are Arab Emirates who could buy every uh, Palestinian in the, in the West Bank a, a vaccine and they, they wouldn't even miss it. And they don't. Yeah. So it's not, it's not simply a matter of being occupied. So if you mix all that in, and I think what I just read from the Oslo Accords to any fair-minded person ought, ha, would have to say, well, I, better, I better stop and look into this because that seems pretty explicit and that was negotiated, right? So it's complex. I would be very happy to see Israel, especially now that they're getting ahead of the vaccine and most of the country's getting vaccinated, I hope they, they really prioritize humanitarianism and get that vaccine into the occupied territories. Well, both you because, know as well as because, I Hold on, both because it's the right thing to do and it's also, it's good for them. It's good for Israel too, too to do it. However, I also shudder to think that if Yeshua were on the other foot, what, if any of the Jews would be getting the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> but you know as well as I do that some of those rich Arabs are busy right now killing journalists. They can't be. <laughs> do you think that Lauren Michaels sat down and read the Oslo Accord to Michael Che before he said he could take that joke? No, but, but, oh, but, 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 um, you know, this is where it, this is where it gets, it gets dicey because no, of course he didn't, nor should he have to. But there are other jokes told from time to time where people say, you know, how could you say that about other groups? How could you say that? You know, uh, why? You know, it's not true. It's you know. So, I guess a lot depends on whose ox is gored. Let's be honest. Um, Mike. So, what is it? I mean, we, we. I think it's pretty clear that Lauren Michaels was aware. Let me put it another way: there are a lot of people who who think that. Who, I'm sorry. There are a lot of people who are defending Michael Che, and I'm one of them. But there are a lot of people who, if this were a gay joke. Uh, would not be so forgiving. How are you gonna do the gay? Make it a gay joke and let me let me hear it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't come up with a gay equivalent gay joke and it's not or trans joke. I mean, but, but, wait, Diana's here. Okay, but let me just finish this. Thought. Go ahead, Dan. Say finish. Um, Lauren Michaels, I think it's pretty clear, was aware of the joke before it aired. I mean, he's he's pretty hands on, and there's a dress rehearsal. I assume he watched. Uh, don't you think that Lord Michaels clearly could have predicted the backlash? And uh, if so, why did he let the joke go on the air? Was it a publicity? I, I would have let it go on the air too. Me I, too. I don't think he there. thought it was a big deal. It's no, funny. I, I would have let it go on the air just like I would let it go on the Comedy Cellar because would, wouldn't you? Th wouldn't you have predicted a backlash or no? Would you not have predicted the backlash? Maybe I would have, but I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't buckle to that if they wanted yeah. to do the joke. I, I would. I would let it go on the air. Yeah. I think what I'm, I'm trying to really make a, 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 a subtle point here, which is that it, you don't have to like the joke to defend it. You know? but, and Lauren is a producer and is a businessman. Is it good for business to let a joke like that go on the air? I it think there's a lot of tension on SNL right now. Right, it could be. A public, he, he might have thought, because he's a crafty guy, as Jews can be, that, <laughs> that ooh, you know, I don't, I don't want to do a Lauren impression because I won't do it well, but he might have thought, wow, this could give us some publicity. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Uh, anyway, I, I I offered to 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 publicly defend Michael Che, and I would defend him in a drop of a hat. I love him, and I'll defend him too. Yeah, that guy is that. I love that guy, and you know, yeah. It, it, if 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 he were and I were alone, I would argue with him about what's going on in the West Bank. We, we probably wouldn't agree. So what? If him and I were alone, I would smooch him. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Diana. Hi, Noam. How are you? There we go. Diana, good to see you. Hey, can you hear me? Hear yeah, you. do you remember, you remember Sherrod? Yes. Of course. Yes. I had a great time on this show. 
Yes, that's right. You were great on there. I, I want to have you back soon, definitely. Yes. Thank you. Uh, can I do a formal introduction? No, introduce Diana, yeah. I mean, you know her. I, I don't, but I can do the introduction because that's sort of my thing, and I don't get a lot to say, so I really cherish the introductions. <laughs> well, let me see if I can find it. Um, sorry, because Periel sent it to me under a separate email. Diana Taylor. Hey. Yes, she is a... Uh, yeah, this, 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 this introduction doesn't say a whole lot, Perry. It says, Diana Taylor was widely accepted by such famed bars, clubs, and social scenes as the famous Cafe Wah, where she became Queen of the Wah. Yes, Queen first of the Wah. First record deal was with Priority Records label, and she set a precedent by being the first trans woman and underground house artist signed to the rap genre label. Numerous television appearances include The Maury Show, VH1 Rock of Ages, and this goes back a year or two, Jenny Jones. Welcome. Diana Taylor. What about her yeah. book? She has a book out. It wasn't in yeah. the introduction, so blame period. What's the book? I'm not Agent Washington. You. Oh, sweet. Look at that cover. Oh, that's money. <laughs> Let's let the record show that there's a beautiful picture of Diana. Uh, I'm happy like to be here, you guys. That is great. Diana used to shut it down. For those who don't know, at the while, she shut it down. The best singer used to do the backflip on the stage. <laughs> Were you singing with Connor yes. Tribble? Were you there in the Connor Tribble era? Yes. Reverend, Reverend. The Reverend yes. Connor, the good yes. Reverend. <laughs> yes, a showstopper. Yes. What, what songs did you sing? I mean, I used to go to the Y to listen, so I'm trying to jog my memory. What songs were, were did you sing regularly? I was, I was, I, I had somehow uh, became very well known for singing the dance and house version of I Believe I Can Fly. Yeah. And um, Proud Mary. Yes. Well, I remember. I would do a backflip on Proud Mary. Yes. That's what it was. Why used to be fire. It just fire. Oh, yeah. I saw you a couple years ago in the in the olive tree. But um, this isn't this is an incredible time uh, to, in the world for for trans people. No. What? what yes. What's yes. your what's your what's your feelings about this? Did you ever think you'd live to see? what you're seeing now in terms of the acceptance and, and the change in attitudes in, in the world? I, I actually did think I would live to see it. And um, you have a lot to do with that, um, with me coming to that, um, that belief, because when I first, you know, came to New York in 1997, my grandmother had passed away. She was the only real mother that I knew. And I had no, nobody, all I had was the church. And so I go to New York and I go to open mic at Cafe Wa one night and I killed it, I guess. And then um, all of a sudden you invited me to come back another night um, and I came back. And then next thing you know, I had my own event every Thursday night for a couple of years. I, that just kind of happened. You allowed it to happen, actually. I didn't know you were trans. He was trying to get it in. <laughs> <laughs> were you oh, I think it's... I, I think after a moment there, he kind of picked up on it. No, I but, um, <laughs> the, the rules and the words was, you know, people were talking. But what I want to say is I want to set the record straight. Noam and I have never had any kind of interest. He's never shown me anything. I've never <laughs> even suspected or thought so. No, he's not a tranny chaser. Um, but he is a very, very good hearted, very generous soul because there were, yeah, I was moment. actually- Yeah, you can love him at yeah. one point and then the next point, you know you chasing him down the street. <laughs> oh, so yeah, so there was there was a time- I was building up to that. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. 
Gerard, stop. Okay. I know, I know you want to get me, but you got to talk about the, you got to talk about the four guys that I, that whoop their ass too. Oh, that's we'll right. We'll talk about that later. That's right. So what she's referring but here we go. to. So Norm, we can all be we'll all be quiet for a second, Diana. Let Diana tell her story. Go ahead, Diana. So Norm gave me a shot when nobody else would give me a shot. I didn't want to do the the whole drag scene thing. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to sing live, and he allowed me to do that. But what I was about to say is back then I was batshit crazy, still trying to find myself. My house had burned down, and I told Norm that my house had burned down, and he was so generous, and he, he helped me get back on my feet. I'll say that. Um, and even when people would say to Norm, why you got this whatever, whatever, you know, working at your bar or on the stage all the time? Why are you, you know, allowing this and so forth? He still would allow me to grow. Yeah, but all the static, it sounds sexual. <laughs> yeah. I, he okay. let you what? You <laughs> <laughs> let me slap, slap. I love that somebody's trying to give Noam a compliment. It just can't go through. That's right. Even the, the whole system <laughs> broke down. <laughs> it just like blew up Zoom. She's <laughs> blocked on the every computer. Network. Just couldn't take it. Uh, Wait a minute. Let me tell you what she was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> so Noam, was she, was she, when you met her, was she the Diana Taylor you see now, or was she uh, under another name and another uh, yeah, yeah, presentation? She was, she was exactly like she is now, and she's right in her book, she, she doesn't age, and um, she was, uh, um, she, she's a tremendous performer, you know. No but question. but she but she's not right. Nobody ever gave me nobody ever gave me me a hard I time. I ask you about that. Yeah. It just seemed like in the village, it just seemed when she had said that, I was like, oh, that's interesting. In the village, somebody would actually have an issue with it. Manny trans- thought they were dating. It did go that went to a period yeah. of that. There was there there was a thing, and I, and I I would wait for her to connect. I hope she's she's coming back. The there was there was bigotry um, <laughs> from the musicians. There was bigotry from the other musicians toward her. Yeah, and I don't yeah, even know the black ones who go to church. It, it was that, yeah, and, and uh, on keyboard with a judge. <laughs> and I can I can remember she back. No, oh, that's that, 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 Diana's book. Yeah. And I and I can remember having a big argument. I might have told the story before. I can remember a big argument where I where we were rehearsing her songs when she wasn't there, and I would refer to her as she. And by the way, this was, uh, you know, before you. Anybody cared about that, right? I would just refer to her as she. Oh, here she is. Diana, you back? No. And <laughs> musicians would cor- correct me. He. He. And I'd be, come on, what are you what, what are you doing? You know, like what why are you but and and um It was black musicians though, I hate to say it, but I'm sure. No, in, in fairness to the them. Don, did the Connor ever say that? No, no. Thank you. But in fairness, Stevens ever say it? No, uh, no. <laughs> but in fairness to them, it was and and but this is a Black lesson. Church. But Sherrod, this is a lesson all around. In fair and when you, you can't process how things could have happened in the past. In fairness to them, they don't they don't feel that way anymore. No, they I'm, sure, I'm sure they've grown. I'm sure they they yeah. they say, Jesus, what, what was I thinking back then? Yep. Embarrassed by that behavior. Yeah, yeah. it was, it was but, insecurities in themselves. I get it. But they no, but they were they were products of their time, even a short time ago. You know, yeah. whatever it was, it was the nineties and the two thousands, and the, the aughts, as they say. Um, and 
I, I think about that with, with some regularity when, I, when people, you know, find it hard to understand how somebody 50 years ago could have said whatever it was that they said. And I, and I will actually throw it in a musician's face. I'll be like, oh, really? Well, do you remember when in, in, in 2000 you were correcting me about he? Yeah. You know, you know how it sounds now? Yeah. But what, I mean, what was, they were saying he, were they saying it just like with, 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 with viciousness and oh, hate? here she is. Diana. So I'm here. Okay, so yeah. I was telling them about the bigotry that I saw towards trans people back, when did you work, like early 2000s, right? Yeah, 98. 98, and through that time. So. I was saying that I never, no customer ever, ever, ever com, uh, said anything negative to me about having a trans performer. And to be honest, I didn't know the difference then trans, transvestite. I, you know, drag shows were a staple in the village for a very long time. And people would, you know, it, it was, and there was Lucky Chang's was that Chinese restaurant. Yeah. That, uh, so it was kind of considered like kind of cool to see drag shows or I don't know if that, if that terminology is still okay. But I told them, but the other musicians could be quite harsh. Do you remember that? Well, there was one in particular that I did not like too well, and uh, he played the bass, and I'm gonna leave that <laughs> alone. Um, but he actually did evolve a little right. bit. He did evolve, and his son was always respectful. Um, but I've never had a problem with the band. Jose was always the best. He would always say, "DT." Yeah, uh, Jason uh, was was an angel. Yeah. Um, everyone, every single band member was. All right with me. There we go. Good. Well, so I was telling that. So in rehearsal, I would refer to you as she, and from time yeah. to time, somebody would say he. And I mean, like, what are you doing? You know, whatever it is. And I and I was telling Shaw, but they all they all horrified to think of what that they did that then. But they didn't. In a certain way, they were pro, They were they were bigoted in a way, but they didn't know any better. I I, no, I know that sounds funny. Yeah, go ahead. The squeaky wheel wants degrees. Yeah, yeah. wants that oil, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that part. It was their right. struggle, not mine. Yeah. But I always learned from like Muhammad Ali when he changed his name to Muhammad Ali and said, I'm a grown uh -huh. person. I can choose to be called what I want to be called. And I took yeah. the same as he and she. If somebody wants to be called you she, I'm calling you she. Because that's your, that's you. You get to choose who you are to the world. And I accept it. I don't give a, f that's how I live. I, it was life or death for me. Either live and be me or die. Yeah. So, so Diana, and, and, and so the thing with me is that, and I'd gotten some flack for it. So there's one issue on, on um, and you know me, like if there's anybody who didn't give a shit about anybody being trans, it was me, right? So then right. the issue, comes, the issue comes up like, should, tra should trans women uh, compete against, uh, should trans men compete? How, could, <laughs> shut um, up. Compete against, uh, in, in sports, should, sport, should yeah. trans women compete against? Uh, uh, we just had that race recently. Uh, uh, the trans women came in first and yeah. second in a race, relay yeah. race. Uh, and, and, I, and, and to be honest, I, I, I have, uh, I, I think that I don't, I think, I, I think that that's unfair in a certain way. So people are horrified that I'm some, some kind of bigot, you know? Well, I, 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 well, I do agree that it, it, it is pretty much unfair because we are, you know, physically whole other beings. Like we're whole other, you know, yeah. physically we're built different. That's it, okay? So you're not, the, you, I don't care what you do with your body, you're never ever a, the other gender, Right. period. So no matter what I can do to my body it will never make me a bona fide born female. Or so, I, so I tell them so, the story. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So go real ahead. quick. To yeah. answer that is um, 
I don't think it's fair personally because I feel like, you know, um, start your own damn sports. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I would watch it. That'd be awesome. But there, start your own like, shit. But Diana and in the height. Not in only height. that. I'm sorry, you're looking like Max Hedrum right now. Go ahead, Dan. Go ahead, Dan. Oh, in, in a high school context, um, I, I the other side of the issue, and I understand that there might be some biological advantages. I think I think there are, I guess, and the research I think shows that. Um, but in a high school contest context, it may not be so easy for the one trans girl at the school to have her own team. She can't right. be on her own team. Right. She's right. the only trans girl in the school. So she, you're you, what you're doing is you're you're, you're putting that one trans girl in a, in a very difficult position and she's going to suffer. So you have to balance that again. No, she put herself in that position. Um, listen to me. We have choices in life. We can't have everything we want, okay? Right. I can't have everything I fucking want. I want reparations. You, you're breaking your neck to give them to me? No. So listen to me. Well, I voted females, <laughs> listen, females go to the female restroom, trans women want to go to the female restroom. I don't have a problem with the restroom thing, but I do believe that wanting to, you, you can't have your cake and eat everybody else's too. That's number one. We're not there yet. And if you are a female group, if, first of all, women want um, equal, everybody want equal rights, okay? Feminists, the feminist movement, they want to be equal and you know do things like men. I get that. But this is a physical difference here i actually didn't want to get into that issue i, I was oh, here I, baby I was, here. I was going to use it to launch into the thing but i but i will say in high school i mean you, you i think um in in high school my heart tells me we should try to let everybody compete it's when it gets into professional sports and things like that that i think it really or even college sports, whatever. I mean, I I, I can go both ways. I, would you want a man? Is, would you want a guy? Yeah, what about would wrestling? you want a guy oh, wait, wrestling the thing. your daughter? Wait, yeah, hold wrestling on. Your daughter? No. Would you want a guy wrestling your daughter? Well, let me tell you, Diana. One time, a trans woman tried to kick the shit out of me, <laughs> and I learned the lesson. Good job. <laughs> that happened twice. <laughs> so, Diana, one time we had a fight. This is what. So, one time, yeah. Diana had a fight. <laughs> It was a fight because she hadn't gotten paid, but God forbid, I, I would never, I, was like, I, wasn't, I wasn't withholding her pay or anything, anything like, I know everybody's seen the Jewish club owner holding her, but for some reason she hadn't gotten her pay and she wanted it right then there. And I'm like, Diana, leave me alone. Ask the manager. I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm busy. I'm, tr I'm trying to get a boss. Here. He know he can help her. <laughs> I, and, and she started chasing me swinging <laughs> and, and you know, and around I'm, the corner, around, around the, the corner. corner. And the thing is, she connected with me one time, and that, that was a man. A man hit me, right, right, hit me hard. And I'm running, but the thing is, I can't hit back because it's a woman. So it's this weird dichotomy where I'm getting hit by a man, but I can't hit back because it's a woman. I remember it's like, yes, it is. And I, and I know it is a, there's a total cognitive dissonance going on. So I said, I gotta get the fuck out of here. And I run to the garage, the parking garage, and they're looking at me and I run into the office where they keep the money. And they're like, get the fuck out of there. And I run into the office and I, and, I'm, and I grab the door and I close the door of the office and I'm holding the door shut and she's banging on the glass. <laughs> yes. Motherfucker, you're gonna, you're gonna. And, the, and all the garage attendants are cracking up because they think, they think it's some girl that I'm banging is like caught me cheating or something. They don't know. And, and I'm going, help, help, I'm screaming. Help! 
I found out later what I thought, this was black dude is gonna he's gonna kick the shit out of me. <laughs> but I, and, and truthfully, I really wasn't gonna hurt you. Um, we had some kind of just we just knew that we had a a connection. We I just knew Norm loved me. Yeah, yes, I agree. You know? I and agree. the garage I and the garage tennis was sure it was a woman. And then they told Juanita that the next day Juanita came. And they're like, your husband had this fight with this girl and, <laughs> and he hit her, she hit him. And she, so my, so one, he's like, he's fucking around. This, this <laughs> cocksucker has got a girlfriend. So she starts, she starts talking with me. Who the fuck are you having a fight with? I, I was like, no, sweetheart, that's Diana. Who's Diana? <laughs> Good. Good. When she found out who I was, she fell out. Uh, <laughs> so she said you should have kicked his ass. Yes. <laughs> But here's what happened. And actually. did I fire you even after that? No. No. That's what <laughs> no, I wanted to say. You deserved it, you son of a bitch. Have our money I ready. should have. I should have been 86. He never 86 me. And I have, I have done a lot of stupid shit back then. Well, speak I for yourself. Yeah. He forgave me. And he, he kept me there, period. And he looked out for me when I needed him the most. So I learned so much from you, Noam. Um, you, are, you are an educator. Um, you have taught me a lot about music. I learned something else from you too. At that time, I didn't realize that I was comic relief. My mother watched one of my shows, the taping of my show. She said, everyone loves a clown. They never bring you home from the circus. And, but I wanna thank you for allowing me to have that platform to be that clown, to grow and learn. And so I am, I am doing very well as a musician right now. And I wanna thank you. I am a writer with Rock Nation. Um, and I'm, I'm just very happy. And you, yeah, Diana, is the comic relief thing actually, it's interesting right. you say that. I don't know if it's interesting to listeners. I can remember telling you, just sing the song because yes. I, I used to think that you, you underrated your own ability just to be accepted just as a singer rather than as a trans, you know, right. novel, novelty performer because you were very musical, you would sing right. beautifully. So, thank you. Yeah. But you told me one time, Noam, you said, Why do you yell and scream so much? Remember that? Ah, I used yeah, to yeah. do. That was the pain. That was like trying to let all that, like 12 years of slavery out. Get it out. Yep. I get I it. I had to get that out. I had to get the oppression from my neighborhood, oppression from the church, oppression from every damn body, everything. And that oppression was Oppression from was Noam singing. being late with your money. <laughs> Don't fuck with my money. Well, see, here's the thing about the money situation, real quick. Hi, Periel. Hi, Diana. You're so beautiful. Well, so are you. I fell in love with you over the phone. I know. I fell in love with you, too. You're amazing. All right. I'm going to buy you a ring next week. I swear to God. Okay. I'm it's legal now. Texas. My husband will be thrilled to get rid of me. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm going to leave that one alone, honey. Yes. So, Noam, um, what happened was my house had burnt down, and I was going through a lot. And um, I don't think you knew at that time. And so that, that hamburger, that cheeseburger and fries just wasn't fucking getting. Remember I used to sing and perform and get cheeseburger and fries every night <laughs> until you took notice and were like, why is she eating fries and cheeseburgers every night? She don't sing. And it turned out because my house had burned down. I was going through a lot. I was having a nervous breakdown. I didn't even know I was having a nervous breakdown. And the weight of life was just, just, just wearing me out. And I lost a lot of weight when I didn't have any at all. And so it took a toll on my mind, but I just refused to go back home to Texas, a failure. 
Um, so that's what happened. I was fighting the world and fighting myself and I was hungry and I was starving and I was worried about where I was going to lay my head. And when you found out about it, you gave me a nice amount of money and I was able to go and put it down on an apartment and I moved in and I never could ever not thank you for that. I, I will always thank you for what you did. Well, that, that's nice. That's my, my pleasure, Diana. And it's nice of you to say that. And and listen, I'm very sentimental about all the people that I, I worked with over the years, and and I and I'm and I'm just very sentimental about it. It was it was a wonderful time, and I worked with wonderful performers. And and one of the reasons I, I but, but one of the reasons I really wanted to have you on the show was to for people to see something that they that I don't think they understand. It doesn't is that is that. People can, I didn't know that you would agree with me on the transport thing. I, I, I assumed you would disagree with me, but it's beside the point, which is that people can have very deep connections and very, you know, real and, and intimate and, and relationships with each other coming from drastically different worlds. Mm -hmm. And they don't have to agree on everything. Race wars. What's that? <laughs> That's what we right. do in race wars. We bring different. You know what I'm saying? It's like they don't have to fucking utter the, the, the party line. You have to think this way and you have to think <laughs> that way. Otherwise, you must be a hater. Although, exactly. I know a ton of people who would, who would kiss your ass and say everything that they're supposed to say and treat you like shit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, um, I do want to say that I think both of you are terribly off about trans kids in sports. All right. I want to hear Periel's perspective on that. Well, I, I can't speak to professional sports because I really don't know anything about it, but I can say that to assign a biological gender or, or, or to, sign, to assign a gender to a biological sex and then say from there that those children who are already suffering need to especially when they're identifying as, um, let's say, female or male, and they're biologically not, to then say that they can't play sports on the team where they feel they, and believe, and I also believe that that's who they are, I think is really um, ethically wrong. Well, and I also, wait, 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 let me finish. And I also think, that don't make that face. Um, and I also think that, especially with these young kids, what you're saying about hormones is not even true yet. No, it is true. No, it's not. And you, uh, you, uh, uh, no, it's not. And if you read, and if you read no. about this stuff on the AC, through the ACLU, there are numerous doctors and a lot of other people who are much more qualified than I am that support that. Ariel, first of all, it's not true. And I, I've, I've read a lot about this. I don't know about the hormone. The, the, the male body is different than the female body. My, my, <laughs> my, my daughter, who is extremely athletic and thin as a rail, can do like one push-up. My son, Manny, who's floppy and, 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 and um, uh, uh, husky, can, can already do 10 push-ups. And you know, it's it is it is. But that's not playing. The question is this: that's not playing basketball or soccer. Oh, it's, it's strength. Yeah. It, or you know, the, the female decathlon has lower hurdles, 
lighter shot put, lighter javelin, uh, everything is different. The, the, the question is this, it, I understand what you're saying and I agree with you about these, the, the uh, sentimental aspects of it, the compassionate aspects of it. But the question is this, why do we separate men and female in sports at all? I think the reason is because it's not fair. No, I think the reason is, is because we've been brainwashed that there's a binary of gender and you're either male or female. You understand that if there was just one basketball league in high school, it would be basically all women wouldn't even play anymore? I mean, no, I don't know that. And I don't even- I don't You didn't know, know that? No, I don't, I, don't even, I don't even know how that's relevant to what I'm saying. Well, it's relevant is because, because I bring out the fact the that- opportunities to play. No, what I'm saying well, how is, about, how is about that this? We, we, separate, we separate sports. We try to make things fair. That's why we have weight classes in boxing. Isn't it fair Hold that on. a child that's should suffer psychologically? That's a, different, that's a different type of fair and not fair. What, there's one aspect of making why the competition. Why is that less important? Yes, I didn't say it was unimportant, but you can't just elide the whole issue. It's complicated. It's complicated. You, can't it's just, complicated. you can't just elide the whole issue of having... Uh, my high school has all uh, biological females, if that's the right terminology. And then they go to have, they go to the wrestling, I don't know if it's female wrestling, whatever it is, they go to the, and then the, the other high school has two trans women and they kick our fucking asses. And th that's all, there's an unfairness to that too. We trained as hard as we could, but we never really had a chance. So I'm not, so th these are the no, issues. But know, the problem but is, the problem is, and I could come down on the side of saying, you know, the, 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 Protecting the emotional hurt is more important than I could. I could. I. I don't know. I mean, I could. I could listen to that. I'm only just trying. I'm only just trying to say, people should be able to talk about it without being called hateful or trans. That's my only point. I 100% think that people okay, should. Diana, go ahead. Go ahead. Talk about it. Yeah. I, I don't. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. If allowed. If allowed. I. I really do appreciate your heart. You have a good heart, but I've lived my life and you haven't. I know who I am. And I know what it's like to go through the transition and transformation. I'm glad that my identification reflects female. And I'm glad that I have a man in my life that loves me. But I also know that I am a very strong motherfucker. And if, 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 if I was playing sports with a, a, in a female team, I think that would be an advantage and a leverage that I have just, just because of, of my, my, my DNA. I don't doubt That's that. not fair. Wait a minute, one more thing. So when an alien comes from outer space, not to compare myself with an alien, from outer space, and they want to just be treated like everybody else and so forth, are we going to be that open? I hope so. But guess what? They're still an alien. They have a whole nother DNA, endocrinology, et cetera. So wait a minute, I'm almost there. I'm going to make my point. So since we're so unique, why don't we have our own unique sports? That way it doesn't interfere and have these, these kind of very delicate um, conversations because now, now guess what? Since you're so unique and you, you want to use the same toilet, you got away with that. How about now start your own sports team, your own whatever, and, be, and then have, that's a whole nother way to make money too. So I'm just saying, like, we can't have everything we want. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. And I'm trans and I'm a trans woman. Yeah, and I'm sure that that's true. I'm sure that what you're saying is true. But I also know that I have friends who have trans kids, and I have a child who 
is a young child who has had classmates from the age of four years old who identify as the gender that they were not assigned at birth. And those kids are not starting their own fucking teams. Like those well, kids, I mean, they're still not, they haven't even, they haven't even reached puberty. You don't really find yourself until puberty. Uh, yeah, well, but, I don't mean find yourself, but I, when you're already that young and you're already encouraged to live your lifestyle or be yourself, whatever, um, there's a lot of psychological, um, you know, uh, just a whole lot missing if you don't have a therapist, you don't have all these things to go with that, okay? It's not just you, okay, I decide it's what I want to be. Okay, sweetie, no, you can form a team. Not, not that. It's kids who are, they're trans kids, and they're young, and some of them are in second grade, and I have a friend who has a trans daughter who's probably in fifth grade and started identifying as a girl. And, they should, and then what you're saying is they should be allowed, and I would see on that level, like Norm was saying, that's different. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If they're young. They're you know they're just kids. I'm talking about, you know, high school, college pros. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that, and I have a problem. Uh, Diana, the thing is about starting their own team. I don't know if it's quite that simple. Say if there's just a couple of trans kids in the county, um, <laughs> they can't really have their own team or their own league. And if they want to play sports, you know, I I I mean I think to Norm's point, and then I made a point prior to that is. I mean, like anything else, you got to, there's two sides, there's two uh, aspects. There's a biological advantage, and then there's the kids' feelings, and both should be put into the equation, and then we need to debate and discuss. One thing I think we can all agree on is we need to be, we need, one thing we need to do is, is if we decide that these kids can't compete with the, with the girls, trans girls can't compete with the cis girls, if we make that decision, we have to be very, very careful not to promote not to do it, I mean, as best we can to, 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 to not promote uh, hatred, you know. And we also got to keep in mind the feelings of the, you know, the girls who are going to play against the other girls who are going to be getting dunked on and rustled and choked out. They got feelings, too. No, I, I, I'm sorry. I think that trans <laughs> girls are girls, and you have to... Uh, let me ask you a question, Periel, because I'm not sure I understand your position. I'm not sure if you've, if, with respectfully, I'm, I wonder if you've really taken... Uh, full thought of your position. Is your position, which one is correct? Is your position that there is actual no advantage of trans women over biological females? So we're talking about something which isn't even actually real, meaning they're not going to do any better or worse than any other woman. It's just random. It's just, or is your position that even if they are substantially superior in sports, and even if they do uh, overwhelmingly dominate these sports teams, it still doesn't matter. Which which one are you saying? My, my I feel like this is a trap. No, um, it's, it's not a trap. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to demand it. Hold on. No, I'm going to I'm going to insist here. Um, my that, position that you that you uh, go that that you be logical, um, rigid, you logically better. rigorous here. It, are you saying it doesn't so matter if there's an advantage, do. or are you saying there is no advantage? What I'm saying is is I think that it is extremely dangerous and extremely harmful to exclude. So you're not gonna answer the question? No, I'm, I'm not gonna answer it in the way that you set it up because that's not how I think about it. I'm gonna well, I'm asking, it. no, because there are two, there are two, there are two so options. Can you answer it then? No, no, I'm getting upset. There are two options in the real world here. No, one, op one, one scenario is 
actually there is no advantage, in which case anybody who doesn't want to let these girls play is a bigot. What, what, why, You're saying that. That's not what I'm saying. These are the only options which exist. The other option is, yes, we have to admit they do have a big advantage, but we're gonna, we want them to play anyway. Which one do you believe reflects reality? I don't, I believe that there is another option that Which also is, reflects reality. What's the third option? I can't think well, of it. What I was trying to say. What's the third option? That I think that regard, I don't know which one of those is true. And I don't know- Does it matter it, to you which one is true? Not necessarily. So, I think so what matters to me- So let's just, so, so, so fine. So let's just, so let's just assume- No, can I answer? Right. No, because I'm leading this, this part of the discussion. So let's just say- <laughs> Because, 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 because I want, I'm, I'm trying to uh, uh, Socratically hone in on something here. Let's take for the sake of argument, since you think it doesn't matter, let's say for the sake of argument that trans women are substantially superior to biological women in, in high school sports. You're talking specifically about high school sports. That's not what I'm talking about. What, you, then you tell me what you want to talk about. Which sports do you want to talk I'm about? I'm trying to. All right, I give up. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about something else. I love this. This is great. I thought that was compelling, to be but honest. Because, because I, I, what I'm, what I, I feel like where I'm no going one is, can so, tell, no is so one clear. Can tell, no one can tell me more about me and my lifestyle than me. I, because I I'm the try. only one here that's living it. So, so, everybody, yep. so all these experts, let me tell you something. The bottom line is this. I am 52 years old, okay? I fought to, to have a place in a white school I fought to have a place on stage. I fought to have a place in an apartment. I fought to have a place in, a, in, in line at the at DMV. I fought to have my name and all that stuff change. I'm gonna tell you something. It don't come that fucking Eve. Yeah. I'm sorry. Nobody, for, I wish you were there, Perio, to be my advocate, but I was my own advocate. And it took years and years of psychological evaluation, uh, self-hate, self-love, self-hate, self-love, um, being lost and so forth. And these kids are being raised in, uh, right now with, with an open mind and parents are being open-minded. I think that's absolutely beautiful. But it's dangerous too if they don't have the education behind it and if they don't consult with people like me who've lived it. By the way, Diana's book, I read Diana's book and she talks uh, uh, in her book about her childhood things I, I never had any idea about. And I would I would... Recommend people buy this book. It's available on Amazon, right? I think. Um, yes, uh, I am not aging. Why should you? I am not aging. But it's, but it's, why should you? Great. Time. But it's not simply a book about beauty secrets and stuff. She also talked about her, her her difficulties growing up trans, and it's it's um it was pretty compelling. I have. To, yes, I gotta Thank check you that so out. much, Noam. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, I, I I I think we have to wrap it up. I. Diane, where are you living now? You're not in New York, are you? I'm in Austin, Texas. Austin, were you frozen <laughs> this week? Uh, trust me, I thought I I I, I thought I escaped the snow, um, <laughs> but <laughs> it followed I, you down there. Hey, I'm gonna tell you something. I think it's harp. H a a r p. You know, they're doing something with this. <laughs> uh, that's what you think, uh, You've been down there. Not really. Diane, Bill Gates making it snow. <laughs> I'm, I'm not afraid. You think Bill Gates is making the snow? <laughs> no, no. I'm trying to hear what Dan said. Oh, okay. I'm saying I'm about your age, and I also am not aging. <laughs> right. No, you're not. No, indeed. No, you indeed. look good. Yes, I yes. do. I can't lie. I would. I'm not. I don't believe in false, uh, false humbleness. <laughs> I look good. 
<laughs> you do look good. Yes, indeed. Yes. Are you Italian? What are you? Jewish, just like your boss. Your old oh, boss. Oh, God. Okay. okay. He has a type. There's a little melanin in there. <laughs> I really had a great time knowing I love you. I love you, too. I, when you come to New York, you got to come sing with us. Hopefully, COVID's ending. I will. Yeah. The last time I came, you broke down and gave me 100 bucks. Oh, look how kind of interview. I, I, I wasn't even drinking. <laughs> he had a good year. This year was not quite as good a year as he had. Uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, you guys. I, you. I, and I, Diana, I, I, we got into it. I, I really, the whole reason I brought up the sports was just as a launching pad into talking about how you tried to kick the shit out of me. I, but uh, we got sidetracked actually talking about it. <laughs> so I, I didn't want to ambush you with, with that kind of discussion, but I, you know, I hope you don't it's mind. It's a very interesting topic, I think. Yeah, it is. It is an interesting topic. Yeah. No easy answers. I was trying to keep yeah. it human. Sometimes there aren't easy answers. I think, that's the, I think that's the lesson that we can take is that sometimes life just ain't easy. Ain't easy. We can't always have what we want either. That's true. I, I will say that if, if um, research were to show that statistically trans women pre-puberty or, or with puberty blockers were, had no particular advantage over biological women, then I think there's no issue there. Of course they should be, they should all be competing. No, stop trying to make your point. You piss no, off but if, if, there, if there's a substantial <laughs> advantage, then there, then there's fairness concerns on both sides of that. And it becomes difficult. Quite no, difficult. just let us do our plugs and stop trying to start it back up. <laughs> all right, listen, all right, enough. Anyway, <laughs> we already plugged Diana's book one more time. I'm not aging, why should you? And it's a good question, why should you? That's great. And, and you know, I have another book. Thank you. I have another book coming out um, very soon this summer, and it's called The Supernatural Truth About Love. Yeah. Okay, Judy Bloom, stop writing all the books. <laughs> hey, this, hey, I'm gonna tell you something. This 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 um lockdown thing. Yeah. Got me in my in my in my in my in my head right now. You know what got I'm saying? Got the juices flowing. Hey, yeah, Di yeah. Diana, I do have a question. Yes. Oh, Lord. Quite listen, often. Quite you can often. Ask me anything you want. Quite often in the WA, you would go, you would be seen with a dude on your arm who would be, who, who we would have seen the week before with a, you know, a, a, a biological female on his arm. And I don't think like he got back to, he knew, like he knew what, what was going on. What is with these guys? Are they, is it a fetish? Ooh. Is it, come on, tell me about okay, it. Okay, I'll tell you. Um, now, every individual is an individual. Right. So I can't say across the board that every guy or whatever, but, and that it's a fetish. But what I can say is that um, I had, I'm charismatic, number one. I'm not ugly. Yes. But it's how I carry myself. And if I'm out there voguing and snapping my fingers and gas honey and doing all that, sounding nasal and just, you know, and looking like a mess then I'll be treated that way. But because of how I carry myself, my demeanor and my poise, um, I think that, that, uh, that, means a, that makes a world of difference. So sometimes these guys did not know no one. Oh, really? And sometimes um, they did not know, but still were, they did not know and we did not have a sexual or some type of romantic connection. We just were just meeting maybe first date and you would see that. But by the end of the night, they knew when they always came back, yes! Hey, 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 hey queen. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but maybe, maybe, maybe I have that, that 
I have that ability to, to make a straight man think about it. Well, that's how you So clearly you and do I'm it. Passi- I, and I'm passable. I saw, I saw, uh, I saw you conquer more than one. So of course, you know, you should have invited yourself over. Yeah, uh, he wanted to. You know, I he thought did. about it. I thought about it. Diana. What? <laughs> oh my God, honey. Oh my I, I, God. I, I figured that I'd have to give you a raise or something. I, I <laughs> you pay hush, pay hush money. <laughs> Juanita gonna get you. An apartment would have oh, been a house. <laughs> he don't mean it, Juanita. I never would, you know, I've never felt that, never thought that, never seen that. But I will tell you that um, you are an incredible human being because I had never experienced that level of exception, acceptance and love in my life from complete strangers, from people that were not family. And you and Sheriff Pepsi Raleigh, um, uh, Karen uh, J., um, Anaya Day, Jiffy, um, yes. uh, 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 everybody. Uh, oh, my God. I could just go on and on and on and just name everybody there. Sasha. Yeah. Um, and even Rosna, you know, Rosna and I had a love-hate relationship, but she, <laughs> I can see she, that. she, 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 she was just being Rosalind and being real. She's a church girl, country girl, and she went about that that punk shit. But Rosalind loved me too, though on the sli- on the download. <laughs> so I love me some Rosalind. Ariel knows Rosalind, so oh. yeah, Rosalind <laughs> ain't nobody to fuck with. I, I learned I that great. lesson. Yeah, but she's a beautiful soul. Oh yeah, she's uh, who, who else? Um, and then there was um, uh, what's her name? She could sing to Kim. Remember Kim? Oh yeah, Kim Summersall. Summersall. Yes, yeah. So I just wanted to thank you again, Noam, for for allowing me to grow as an artist and for not uh, being discriminatory and and uh, for being you there. Have, you, you know, you know, you shouldn't have to thank somebody for that. I mean, I appreciate the the thing, but you shouldn't have to thank somebody for doing what they ought to do. So, yeah. yeah. Well, again, um, you 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 really really are um, very special, very special, and I can't wait to to come back and perform. You are and, too. Um, you are too, Diana. And I'm I'm I really mean this to the bottom of my heart. I, I'm very happy to have worked with you and and gotten to know you and to still know you and happy every time I see you come in. Thank and you. um, your substantial talent. She plays a keyboard too, by the way. But you could never get her to do it really uh, to perform. But uh, quite talented. So and and as you can see, very you know, warm person. And well, I'm working on my stand-up comedy, Noam. Oh, now, so you better have name, a spot for me at that comedy cellar, goddammit. I'm coming, I'm bringing it, God. <laughs> Stay in your own lane. Don't try to take out. <laughs> fuck you. I'm, you're going to be in drag next. <laughs> I'm going to fuck you your lane. up. Damn right. <laughs> yeah, son, you're going to do some two-on-food. I'm going to RuPaul it up, baby. Oh, yeah, Supermodel, you got to work, bitch. <laughs> All right. All right, All right everybody. We're, we're over time. I was... right, Gerard wants to plug Race Wars. Yes, Race Wars. Right. Don't forget Race Wars. Yes. And, you know, the mid comedy show that I just did tonight for the Comedy Cellar. Check that out. Yeah. And then I'm in Mohegan Sun this March. So check that out. Mohegan Sun Comics Comedy Club. You can find me on my new on my new hobby, uh, Clubhouse. Clubhouse. If you're on Clubhouse. Follow me there. And get off Michael Che's fucking back, all right? Enough of this. If you don't like it, you know, the, the, talk about the issue. You don't need to attack him. It's just a yeah. joke. Yeah, he's just doing a joke. Love Michael Che. Okay, uh, podcast at ComedySelly.com for comments, suggestions, questions, constructive criticism. Beauty secrets. Constructive criticism. <laughs>
Okay, good night, everybody. Bye. 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 I'm headed to the club now. Nine o'clock show. Okay, have fun. <laughs> <laughs>